Hey guys, welcome back to the show where we talk about your psychology, in particular, your emotions, how they work, what we would typically call negative emotions. But when we learn how emotions work and how we can decode them and use the information in them, negative emotions maybe are not so negative. What was negative is our relationship with them. We just projected our feeling about it onto the emotion itself, but there's nothing wrong with the emotion. In fact, every emotion you have and every particular negative emotion you have contains all the information you ever need to, to learn and grow into whoever, who you need to be. The information's there. You need to use it. You know, you can't just look at the information and stare at your navel for the next 25 years. You got to actually use the information, but, but the information's there and we just got to figure out how to decode it so you can learn and grow. I, I want to call my theory negative psychology, but that may not have the right connotation, but you know what I mean by that. So on to the question, it's about having children. Oh, well, first I want to say, so I moved this past week, so if the room looks a little, di little different, I, mean, I think that's uh, what, what moving is, is a, a vacation that you take, because you get to stay in hotels and that's always fun, eat at the breakfast bar. It's a, it's a vacation you get while you audit all the things that you own. But of course, you're not auditing the things that you own. You're auditing what's going on in your psyche. Everything that you own is a projection, is a reflection, excuse me, of what's going on in your psyche. Are you holding on to something, right? That's the question. Are you holding on to something? Well, if you are, maybe you're holding on to something psychologically. It's not true all the time, but it's interesting to note, at the very least. So new place here probably get the lighting figured out a little bit better for next time but this is good for now so the question this week is about whether to have children or why should people have children this is from two different listeners yeah two different questions from two different listeners i got so i'm just going to combine them into one video the first one yeah it kind of just asked why people should have children and he says that his mother views or he perceived that his mother viewed having children as an extension of herself or his mother had issues so she had children in a sense to make up for her own issues without managing her own issues you know directly she just had children and that kind of covered it up uh, which can work I mean it can feel like it works it doesn't really work but it feels like it works for a while so why should you have children I mean what's the point and the second question isn't about himself it's about his wife his wife has trauma and she kind of notes it I could just get the sense from the question that, that she realizes on some level that she has these maternal instincts in her but she has this trauma that keeps her from wanting to really have children so how do you work through that trauma and I, I think the answer to my question or, or to both these questions is ultimately implied in the second question is yeah you have these instincts that tell you to do something typically not all the time but generally you have these instincts that tell you to have children but there's trauma there and that can tend to stop you from wanting to have children so the question is how do you work through the trauma I think it's a interesting question because it's a kind of question that you get re, uh, um, that, that you hear a lot is why why should you have children I don't think this is just about having children I mean why should you do anything right I mean why should you start a business I don't think that question is much different than the question of why should you have children what's a good reason to start a business well you have an idea that 
more people need to incorporate whether that idea is translates into a service or a product or you know something some piece of software uh, that idea translates into something that other people can use to make their lives better there's an idea that you want more people to have there's a value we could even say behind that idea that you want more people to have we could say the same thing of if you have a business why should you what would be a good reason to grow the business because you have this idea that's working and, and you, you know the business has a way to communicate and to, you know bestow this idea on other people in a mutually you know beneficial win-win kind of way so I, I just want to do that with more people I have this idea that's healthy I have this value that I want to communicate or a way of articulating this value in a certain way so more people can share in it so more people can make their lives better you know it's not just about business about like why should you or what would be a good reason to for instance talk to a girl because ideally at least in some respect you have this great life you got a lot going on and you find you see this girl you think she looks interesting i.e attractive you want to find out more about her so you want to go let her know that you exist and you want to communicate that, hey, I got this great life. Are you smart enough to hop on board? Right? That's a good reason to talk to a girl. I mean, what's a maybe less than ideal reason to talk to a girl or start a business or grow a business is because you feel inferior and you think having a business or having a big business or having a girlfriend who looks a certain way will make up for that, will validate you. That's maybe not such a healthy reason to get those things. Hey, but that can be a, you know, uh, that, that can drive you. That can definitely drive you to get those kinds of things. But usually in the long run, in my experience, there, that is a, a, that is a victory. What's it called? That is a very fragile victory. And there's, in the victory is the seeds of its own destruction. Um, but it's not just about high concept things like why you should do something high concept like start a business, grow a business, talk to a girl, you know, ha have a girlfriend or boyfriend, whatever. It, it also, we can apply the same question. I, I think the idea behind this question applies to even a, a smaller order need, like why should I take a shower? Well, why, why should you take a shower? I mean... That's maybe something good you need to ponder if you're going through an existential crisis or maybe a depression. And yeah, that's what we would say. I mean, if I got the question, why should I take a shower? Hey, Mark, you know, why should I take a shower? What's the point? I think we would reasonably, we could reasonably infer that this guy's depressed. And I think, yeah, so why should you take a shower? You know, because this is what you do to be part of society and you, you find some value in society. I know there's always something you can complain about. There's always something that isn't going correctly. Wow, you're so smart. But can you still interact with this thing we call society in a mutually beneficial way? You can't totally control everything and there's going to be things that annoy you no matter how enlightened the society may be. Can you choose? Can you find some way to interact with this society? Well, you know, a good way to do that that we all just kind of agreed upon uh, that's not necessarily a negative thing is taking a shower. Maybe putting on some deodorant. It's just the simple thing that you do. And if you don't want to do that, you know, I get it. 
if you're questioning whether to do that, but I, I would also question whether you um, are going through uh, some kind of depression, right? Some kind of depression. Uh, so why should you do these things? You know, I, th I think on, on some basis, if you don't want to do these things, like start a business, if you have a good idea, talk to a girl. If you see a girl who you like, who, you know, looks interesting or, you know, lower order, take a shower. There's issues there that are getting in the way of these natural things. And I would call it just a natural impulse. I mean, this is what life does. Life begets more life until it comes up against some barrier and then it needs to figure out a way to work around that barrier. So if you're questioning whether to do these things that naturally, I don't know, I would even argue in a healthy way, perpetuate, propagate more life, more of your life, more of the values that make life sustainable for humans. I did a presentation on this a couple of weeks ago, values and therapy, you can go check that out. And you're not doing that, then there's some traumatic issue. And what is this traumatic issue? Well, typically, and it's implied in the first listener's question here, he said that his mother viewed children as an extension of herself, right? So she had these emotional issues. And this is the, the listener's inference. We'll just take it at face value because I have seen this happen quite a bit. The mother has or the father has some emotional issues that they, they don't know how to manage. And they think that having children will make up for that. It doesn't, right? It feels good on the surface, right? That there's some distraction element there. That there's a lot to wrap your, your mind around. So, or there's a lot out there to get distracted with so you don't have to look at your own issues. But what inevitably happens? And what I see when people don't want to have children, typically, is something like this has happened to them. Their mother, their parents, they had issues to make up for their own issues. And so what the child implicitly receives or the, or the message that's there that they receive in a bunch of different ways when you talk with these people, I mean, it's just implied in a lot of the interaction between them and their mom, them and their dad. The implication is, I am here to manage mommy's issues. I am here to manage daddy's issues. Of course, the child isn't thinking this explicitly, but this is how the child acts. This is how the child adapts. So what's the implication there? I mean, what's the, the message there? It's other people or relationships are a burden. I need to change who I am. I need to morph and just constantly adapt who I am. I need to hide certain parts of myself. I have these emotions that I, I know I have, but I can't express or I can't let other people see. There's, there's emotions that I don't want my dad or my mom to have. And so I need to unconsciously even act in ways to keep them from feeling these emotions. I don't want to upset my parents. I don't want to disappoint my parents. And this becomes the undercurrent of all your relationships. So then when you're in your 20s or 30s and it's time to have children, you think, well, why should I even have children? But, but really behind that question is other relationships are a burden because I, in a sense, don't have a healthy boundary because of this trauma I've received of having to manage other adults' emotions. And that's a, a hefty burden on a, ch on a child. And 
you know, it happens so often and for so long that the person grows up and doesn't even see it. That They just see this is just how relationships are. Because they don't learn to communicate correctly, right? Because it's always about managing, right? A relationship isn't about connection. It's not about having a healthy connection. It's about, I need to be in this situation to manage the other person to manage their perception of me, to manage what they're feeling. You know, there's a bunch of different iterations of that. And so that's that's the trauma, right? That's what you need to work through. Um, and I think once you work through that, you, you'll find, because that's what life naturally does, is it perpetuates itself. It just creates more things uh, create something, um, communicates it to other people, see if it works, you know, gets kind of feedback, changes accordingly. Not to manage other people, but to be helpful, to uh, create values or to our, at least articulate values that we all have in, in a certain way that can be as beneficial to the most amount of people. Um, that's that's what you do. And I think once you get to that place, you would not be asking this question, why should I have children? This, this would just be the natural thing that you do. Um, well, first, the natural thing that you do, if, if you had a healthier view of relationships, is you would get into or be more likely to get into a relationship because you don't see them as a burden. Right? You don't see them as, oh, dating such a drain. No, it's, it's just because you don't know how to communicate and because you're trying to probably put on a false front, trying to manage other people because you don't do that or because you do that very um, naturally. Just everything seems like a burden and just more things pile on top of each other. And the idea of having children it just must be exhausting until you manage these issues. Right, so why do you have children? Uh, because, right, same, same reason why you start a business or talk to a girl, because you have this life, you have these values that are articulated through your life that you care about, and you want to share that. I'm not saying you have to totally manage all your issues. I mean, Lord knows I haven't, right? I mean, as I, maybe the <laughs> reason why I move so much. But I can be aware of it. And if I have these issues, I can talk about it in a healthy way and then learn how to talk with my children about it in a healthy way. Uh, which I think is a value that just, you know, eventually you get to this place where you go, well, why does that even matter? Why does life even matter? And I guess that's true, but I also did a video on the existential crisis and Nietzsche's response to why live a life. He's like, yeah, maybe, maybe it's pointless to live a life, but if that's true, if it is pointless to live a life and do all things that life entails, which is to perpetuate more of your life, then it's just as pointless to die. If having children is pointless, it's just as pointless to not have children. So that, you know, that seems like a smart thing to, to contemplate when you're 18 years old and going through your first philosophy classes, but really it's not that deep. And it can easily be, you know, blown away. So, yeah. You have a life that you care about. You want to share this life. It's really the same reason why we do everything. And I guess, yeah, to have children, it's just a natural process. It's a natural part of life. I'm not saying everybody, you know, wants to have children. And, yeah, there, there are people who don't have trauma and 
uh, don't want children. You know, it just doesn't fit in their lifestyle that they care about more than having children. That's fine, but I think majority of people just, when they say they don't want kids, or especially when they say something to the effect of, oh, the world is too crazy, or the way things are in the world today, I don't want to bring children into it. No, really what that is is the way things are going in my head. I don't want to bring children into my world, into my psychological world. Um... That's really what you mean. And so to do that, you got to process the trauma. You got to, in a sense, audit. Like like you audit your possessions when you move. You audit your relationships. You audit your emotions in proper therapy. And that involves, well, first we got to know exactly how emotions work. Exactly how they operate. Get really clear about that. All that information is in my book. So I would say start there. And then we talk through our emotional issues and certain situations that have happened to us that maybe we perceive it happened to us, but really they're the result of how we, we've either managed or not managed our emotional issues, often on an unconscious level. Of course, if it was conscious, then you would simply change something you didn't like about your life. But it's but you can't do that, or you've tried to do that for the past seven years and it's not working. So by definition, there's something unconscious you're doing. Yes, we learn how emotions work. We talk through our emotions, therefore, in a particular way. And this lands us generally on some pattern, you know, some unconscious pattern you're going through. I feel it's like, like therapy, it starts out, you're like this huge, like everything's scattered. And then we just get more and more and more precise until we reach this pinch point, I guess you could say where we figure out, okay, here's what you're doing. And you get really clear about that. As I say, you can explain it in 10 different ways at the drop of a hat. And then from there, okay, so we understand what's going on. That doesn't mean you're gonna change, right? You can understand intellectually what's going on, but there's still no behavior. That's the emotional awareness. I mean, it's a cheesy line, but but it's true. When, uh, I don't know who said it first, but the longest distance in the universe or the longest distance in the world is at the 14 inches between your head and your heart. So we got it in your head. Now I need to put it in your heart. And we just continue the process of talking through your emotions in a particular way. Become ever more aware of your emotional issues. And then preferably by the end of the therapy that I do, by the end of the 10 sessions or so, I, I really want to see behavior change and I want to see it happening unconsciously like you just realized oh I acted differently there I, I, I intuitively knew what to do in this situation a, a, a situation that previously would have been totally baffling to me and I would have just froze up and thought about it for three weeks I intuitively knew the right thing to do of course you knew the right thing to do because you're more aware of the situation you're more emotionally tuned in you're not reacting to the situation to cover up your emotional baggage. You're, you're reacting to express who you are. And that's that's the idea. And, and then we create bandwidth, right? Like I, I use the analogy of bandwidth too. I know I'm probably describing it too much, by, uh, but I love talking about it. And I think it's really important to talk about, it. you know, this idea of emotional bandwidth. So the, okay, so the first listener, his mom didn't have, you know, much bandwidth to deal with children. You know, less emotional awareness, a lot of dysregulated emotions. So we just got to increase your bandwidth. We, we got to increase the the amount of, of of relationships that you can you can have, that you can be attentive to, that you can be in tune with, and it happens naturally, right? And that's what we do when we process 
trauma, however you experienced that trauma. Typically, it's in the way I described, okay, I need to be in this situation to manage other people, but it can iterate in a bunch of different ways. And so, yes, we can do here. If you have any questions, reach out. AnimusEmpire.com slash schedule. We do free consultations. If you have a question for me for this uh, for these videos, for this podcast, Animus at AnimusEmpire.com. There's also a contact form on the website. Thank you guys for listening. And remember, the question isn't whether you want children. It's whether you can manage your issues so that you will want children. <laughs>